the amazing thing about the mushrooms is that they speak. They talk to you. They will answer questions, carry on conversations. Psilocybin just pulls up a chair on the porch and puts its feet up. Hey everybody, welcome back to Psilocybin Says. I'm Eric Osborne. Hi everyone, I'm Courtney McClure. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, today we're going to be talking about paradigms. Oh yeah, I love talking about paradigms. Why is that? (laughs) Because I have so many paradigms that I'm operating on. Don't we all? I have no idea until I attempt to see what they are. Man, isn't that, that's the insidious thing about paradigms is we don't even know that they're there. Well, first of all, Courtney, why don't you tell us what is a paradigm? Paradigms are things that really ultimately they control every move that we make. So uh, when we talk about culture, like the culture of a community or a place in the world, uh, what we're really talking about are the paradigms of that culture. So habits, work practices, attitudes, beliefs, expectations, all of that goes into a paradigm. I just hope people can hear Ananda farting. <laughs> we have Lucky so many you. paradigms around flatulence. Yeah, it's just gas. It's just gas. Gas is everywhere. Babies, Let it out. babies fart and it's cute. Your dad farts and it's disgusting. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is that? That's a paradigm. Yeah. Ba- <laughs> baby butts are so soft and supple. And then yeah, I'm not suggesting we, 70, should we change that paradigm necessarily. 80-year-old butts. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with that one right now. <laughs> so my, my dictionary is telling me that a paradigm is a framework consisting or containing the basic assumption, ways of thinking, and methodologies accepted by members of a certain community. Uh, so yeah, yep. most of us think baby farts are sweet and cute, and you know, other ones are not so much. Yeah, that's right. So when we are, when we realize there's something we want in our lives, and we realize that there are certain things that we're doing mm. that are contributing to these situations that we don't want what's behind Mm. those doings, those behaviors are beliefs uh, Mm. that we are holding and they have been given to us by uh, really since conception, they've been given to us by our mother, by our father, by the people that were around us and the community uh, beliefs that were passed on to us. So most of our paradigms are, just handed right on down mm-hmm. yeah, to us. Yeah, and and even a lot of the ones that we kind of put on ourselves are unhealthy or are based in paradigms imposed by others. Again, I'm coming back to my mm-hmm. weed smoking. This concept <laughs> of paradigms, not not like I'm coming back to like the joint. It always comes back but to the weed This smoking. is pretty relevant for me. I mean, this is something that I have for... Uh, you know, for a long yep. time, I've struggled with uh, cannabis moderation. And the only thing that allowed me to take control of that was this concept of paradigms, this mm-hmm. understanding that I had basically written myself a story 
that I was clinging to, that I was an all-day pot smoker, that this is what, and, and that paradigm, that originated in my resistance to the paradigm that had been put upon me by my culture, right? Mm-hmm. I have, ever since I started to understand the power of these plants, I became, or when, let's say when I, when I first started to understand the power of psychedelic plants, then I became very, uh, almost violently oppositional to this, you know, paradigm that mm-hmm. society has had for the last however many years that these plants are dangerous and they're bad and they make the people that use them are bad people. And so like I decided consciously that I was going to write a new paradigm for myself. I didn't, I didn't even know what paradigms were then, but I knew I was going to write myself a new story Mm -hmm. and I was going to prove to the world, AKA myself that you can smoke weed and be a good person. And I was, and I did, and I got a lot of stuff done while using cannabis, but it became a very entrenched paradigm that ultimately controlled all of my actions. Y'all know this. Y'all out there know if you can't start vacuuming without lighting a joint, if you can't (laughs) get in the car without hitting your bowl, right? Like this is what weed smokers do when it becomes Mm -hmm. habitual paradigmatic behavior is that, okay, well, before I go do this thing, I've got to smoke a little weed. Yeah, this would be so much better if Everything's better. If I go for a hike, got to smoke a little (laughs) weed, read my kid a story, got to smoke a little weed, Yeah, take a shower, smoke some weed, get out of the shower, smoke some weed. And, you know, like paradigms, (laughs) and the thing that's important for us to talk about as well is it's like we can be easy on ourselves like it's okay Mm -hmm. we develop these paradigms to be uh better people to live better lives to help the all that is you know we that's that's how paradigms form Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. their mechanisms uh to help us and then at some point you know we are always evolving and Mm -hmm. growing and growing and growing and we grow out of paradigms. And so that's why it's so helpful to revisit and ask Mm -hmm. ourselves questions about what it is that we are believing. And oftentimes during these reevaluation periods, we find that we no longer agree when we're Mm -hmm. really honest Mm -hmm. with ourselves, really honest with ourselves. We, We'll find out. Yeah, we don't agree anymore that smoking weed all day is something that's contributing towards a fulfilling life. That's so true. And, you know, what you touch on there, the being kind to ourselves, that was one of the big flaws that I made in times gone by in feeling guilt about smoking weed and reprimanding myself and, oh, you've got to stop smoking weed. And I know there's, I've worked with so many people who are addicted to so many substances and behaviors, and there is this, you've got to stop doing this thing. When in truth, you've just got to start telling yourself something different. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for instance, I started just like, I realized that this was a story I had told myself about who I was and it was okay. And I understood the origin. And so I just started telling myself a new story and it was literally three days I woke up one day and told myself or I told myself I remember telling myself one night sitting there at the kitchen counter like you know what Eric you're not a person that smokes weed all day long you just smoke weed at night sometimes and the next day I got up and I didn't smoke the day after that I got up and that old paradigm kicked in 
gotta smoke weed, gotta smoke weed. And I had some weed, so I am smoking weed. Mm-hmm. And I felt that guilt creep in. But then again, like the next day, I came back to this, like just telling myself a different, kinder story. And very quickly, I started to realize that I get to be whoever the fuck I want to be. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's so liberating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Uh, to realize that we are not we are not subservient to our circumstances our circumstances are subservient to us you know we create we decide what our habits are and uh, once we make that decision to reprogram Mm -hmm. and build a new paradigm then that's you know that's what it takes to live a better, happier, more fulfilling life. That's so empowering to realize that. And then you get to explore that in so many facets of life, Mm -hmm. like uh, diet, um, uh, relationships. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is. You can actually take control of your life, envision the kind of person that you want to be, and then just make it happen by instilling that paradigm. So paradigms don't have to be bad. Right. Yeah. Paradigms, they're on a spectrum. Um, and Aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> There's some serious paradigm talk there. I mean, anyway, uh-huh. I, I could go off on a serious tangent there, but I won't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And four hours later. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was episode one, everyone. <laughs> Rated it in from now on. Um, yeah. So paradigms are a culmination of of habits. Um, Earl Nightingale said that whatever we plant in our subconscious mind and nourish with repetition and emotion will one day become a reality. Mm. So, you know, what is it that we want to plant in our subconscious mind and nourish water, give it food, um, and our attention? Man. I mean, what is it that you? There's a lot of things. I, I I want I want to be, you know, a really patient and caring person uh, for not just my family, but for the people that, you know, get on my fucking nerves too. Uh, you know, I I want yeah. to be I want to be a successful, generous person that leaves behind me a trail of enriched lives. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I want to be like also very down to earth and simple and, and appreciate the, the, the simple things. Uh, yeah. So I guess like what I'm thinking here is I kind of pause is this, am I making a mistake in saying I want to be this thing? Right. Because that indicates that I'm not that an old paradigm is still in control and I can very just as easily say, that I am a very compassionate person who wants to improve the lives of all of those around me. And I am a down-to-earth, like, simple person that enjoys simple things, that also enjoys grandiose, extreme excitement and pleasure. Yeah. It is really interesting to see the difference in how we feel 
when we say right when we go from saying i want to i have it's like it is an immediate reward and it and it immediately changes our our vibration how we carry ourselves how we see the world what we're what opportunities we are open to taking Mm -hmm. um you know, like the idea that we can read a book over and over and over again. And every time we read it, we're like a new person. We see things that we didn't see before mm-hmm. in that book. Mm-hmm. And, um, ooh, the Ohio Gosh, Valley paradigm coming. is coming, <laughs> coming in. Oh, are you an allergic person? <laughs> huh? Oh, is that right? I'm the type of person that loves pollen <laughs> and the more and more pollen that i'm exposed to the better i feel yeah baby wow look, look at you you're already <laughs> you stood up taller damn yeah go eat see? some red meat and see what happens forget claritin i mean I, I i've brought this up in in some of the people that i've worked with in psychedelics uh, over time but Andrew Weil, the the uh-huh. you know everybody knows Andrew Weil, yeah. or you know most people well, do. Not everybody. You know, lots a lot of people. of people don't, but a lot uh, of people do. Andrew Weil is in a you know crazy good intelligent naturopath doctor that's been you know promoting alternative healing and and psychedelics for a very long time. Uh, but I heard him talk once that he said when he was in his 20s that he was allergic to cats, very allergic to cats all of his life growing up. And everybody just told him, oh, you're allergic to cats, you're allergic to cats. And one time he was on LSD, the first time he ever took LSD, a cat came and jumped in his lap. And he said that he immediately started to panic, but then something clicked and he, he decided, no, I'm not going to be allergic to cats anymore. Yeah. And he, I'm done with that. Bye. He, he, he swears he's not allergic to cats ever since that day. He said ever since that day, he's never been allergic to to cats yeah which is interesting this is that's amazing that's so empowering yeah and i mean you know i'm like not allergies I'm not, I'm not suggesting that every single ailment or every single <laughs> if you're allergy allergic to nuts is your fault right yeah yeah and yeah. try this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not suggesting that at we all are not medical professional but i am suggesting that you out there listening yeah. really evaluate the stories that you've been telling yourself. What are you telling yourself that isn't true? What are you telling yourself that someone else has told you? What are you telling yourself that the fucking TV has told you or culture from so long has told you? Yeah, a lot. A lot. We are operating under a lot of paradigms that have just accumulated over time in our big culture. So what we can do, uh, there's a really awesome exercise uh here if you everyone everyone has something in their life that they're like just ready to be done with and see a new reality get a Mm -hmm. different result in that area so what is that for you take two pieces of paper on the first sheet of paper um write down what that is what is that area in your life write in detail uh, what it is that you are sick of, like you're mm. over it. Mm. What does it look like for you right now? And it's, it's interesting that oftentimes it's, it can be easier um, because this is a cultural paradigm that we tend to focus on the negative. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be true, mm-hmm. um, but that is a reality that in our culture, focusing on the negative is a thing mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. So 
that's why it's easier for you sometimes to focus on the negative. So write down everything about that situation. Is it your house? Is it the town you live in? Is it your education level? Whatever it is, Mm -hmm. there's so many different things to think about here, but whatever comes to your mind, write that down in detail. What does it look like for you right now? All the things you don't like about it. And then, um, turn the paper on the other side and write down the behaviors that you know that you do that contribute to that thing, Mm -hmm. that situation Mm -hmm. that you don't like, uh, right now in your life. And this, this will start cluing you in. Can I, can I do this exercise? Can we do, can I do this? I'm not gonna write it down, but I'll just sit here and talk it with you. Yeah, sure. Really so what's the area in your life that I'm, you're I'm really over. feeling like I'm, I'm over, um, like being resentful towards people that I perceive have done me wrong. Right. Mm. Like there's, there's some people in my life right now that I feel like, you know, yeah. have done me wrong and it's, it can be challenging for me, especially when I see them on social media or whatever to mm-hmm. like think good things about them. <clears throat> yep. And I want to, I do want to, because even if whatever things have gone the way that they have, or we're in a different position, place of life than we were, even if whatever their behavior was, was quote wrong to me somehow, like they're still just doing the best they can. Okay. Well, let's pause there. Okay. Take a step back. Okay. What are, um, okay, so you've identified a situation, mm-hmm. uh, which is the act of feeling done wrong mm-hmm. by certain people mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. What thoughts do you think when this situation comes up for you? Mm-hmm. What thoughts do you think? Uh, initially, I think that somehow I'm bad, you know that their reaction or their behavior is because I am a bad person. And then I start to get judgy against them. Like, well, who the fuck do you think you are? Mm -hmm. Like you ain't perfect, you know, kind of thing. Even though I know that I really haven't really wronged anybody in the situation, you know, that I'm Mm -hmm. considering. And, um, so anyway, yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. So now, uh, take your second piece of paper and imagine what you want this situation to look like instead. So, mm-hmm. i.e., mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person that... That blesses people that I feel that have whatever behaved in a way that is unkind to me or that has been selfish to me. That I, I want good for them still. I don't want them to experience the pain that I feel. I want yeah. them to experience, like kindness and love and and inclusion yes basically all the opposite things that I feel when I see them on social media for instance yes so you being that kind of person that you are how does this improve your life in other ways well I mean it already feels like just just saying that and I you know I haven't spent a whole lot of time really focusing energy there just saying that I want those people to be happy and successful and fulfilled it already feels much more relaxed my body feels much more relaxed I feel like I deserve happiness and success and and inclusion you Mm -hmm. know um so it's like yeah I can see that it can very quickly but now the thing is right this is this is it's not a one and done 
usually. There are some times in rare instances where, boom, an instant change happens. Sometimes that's through the inclusion of plant medicines, and sometimes it's not. Uh, but in the same way that I am now perceiving myself as being forgiving for them, mm-hmm. to them, I can also find myself as being patient and forgiving with myself in yes. the pace that it takes me to d- really change this paradigm. Yes. Now, that's great. I can exactly. actually see so, the so, person. Mm, go ahead. Yeah. So now take that first sheet of paper. Uh-huh. And that has the results that you're getting in your in that you were getting in mm, your life. This kind of angry feeling, this yep. like resentful, isolated, you know, pissed off. Who do you think you are? Yes. Yeah. All that. I don't like that. Take that. Yeah. And take that piece of paper. Walk out to your fire pit. Okay. Or walk over to your shredder <laughs> and burn that mofo burn okay. it up I'm seeing or it. shred I'm it seeing it in my mind I'm all actually... that stuff is in the past that is it no longer is there for you anymore not a match not anymore yeah no it's not you're right i don't i don't i i haven't wanted it and what i do want is this other list or this other f- set of feelings that i feel even when i see the person in my mind like I just feel forgiveness and and like patience and kindness to them and they're hurting. I know that they're hurting. And so I have compassion for the situation rather than resentment for the situation. Yes. So, so every time that this like you just said, you know, this takes it's not one and done. This mm. isn't like it is an amazing tool that we have the ability to use our conscious mm mind Mm -hmm. to reprogram our our subconscious mind our paradigms and get results in our life and it does take persistence in doing so and so every time that this comes up for you in a different way you will remember Mm -hmm. hold up i burned that yeah that's not me that's why these kind of like things to do Mm -hmm. these things are really important and i didn't i didn't that's not why I asked you to do this. I asked you to do this with me just to kind of exemplify it, but it's helped me see how very important it is to like to do these as a practice. You can't just like, mm-hmm. you can't just like willy nilly like, Oh, I'm just going to forgive them. Oh, love and light. You know, you've got to yeah. actually like sit down with someone or with yourself in a very intentional space because yep. I'll remember this conversation. Next time I see that person's profile on Instagram, yep. I'm going to remember this conversation. Yep. And that's going to take you back to that emotional feeling yeah. of the good stuff. Like, So that's, that's, that's great. That's really yeah. helpful. Thanks. Like, hold on. I spent time and energy like getting rid of this thing. I put it in the dumpster. Mm-hmm. I said bye to it. Yeah. Like, it's gone. Like, I spent time doing that. Like, and what was it that... I now am. That's right. It's yeah. this whole page full. I literally of feel in my heart. I feel differently. I really actually feel differently. Wow. Wow. That's great. Look at you. You're so powerful. It's just, uh, again, action steps. We've got to take action. We can, you know, rethink all this shit that we want to, but if we're not going to do something with the way that we're thinking about things, mm-hmm. then we're just sitting still. 
Yep, that's right. Awareness of paradigms isn't enough to change them. We got to uh, utilize the tools and know how to change them. And um, that's where a coach comes in, a mentor, somebody that really is able to, that's not in your paradigm and can see clearly um, what you may not be seeing and help walk you through reminding you like mm-hmm. hold on didn't you burn that mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. last month because mm-hmm. <laughs> i was there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i saw you uh start anew well and you'll and hear me like probably at some point you'll hear me say express some kind of frustration over this individual and you can yeah. remind me of this conversation and it'll, it'll go back totally go back there yeah yeah so as we rewrite this kind of new understanding what what does that mean what does that look like And what does that kind of bring about? Yeah. So, you know, once we identify these, once we identify the results that we want in our lives and we let ourselves really let ourselves have that want, Mm -hmm. um, we can then see the behaviors, the things that we do that, we can do more of, uh, or we can replace with better behaviors, Mm -hmm. uh, to reprogram and, um, get those results that we want. And so, you know, paradigms, they're full of habits. They're made up of habits, things that we do unconsciously, uh, because that's what a paradigm is, Mm -hmm. um, every day. So, you know, like when we were a baby, we, didn't know how to walk we didn't know how to use the bathroom without you know peeing and pooping in our diaper Mm -hmm. and we just kind of accepted when somebody told us now it's time for you to learn something else and and we just accepted that because we didn't know how to argue as a baby Mm -hmm. um okay so now i'm gonna learn how to do something else and we formed a new habit And we're really only capable of forming two to three habits, uh, new habits at a time, Mm -hmm. or in other words, replacing old habits Mm -hmm. uh, that aren't serving us anymore Mm -hmm. with positive habits Mm -hmm. that serve us much better. Mm -hmm. So focusing on two to three habits that we want to cultivate to replace ones we don't want anymore is really the next step. So identifying those and making a decision and recognizing we're able to do it and we want to do it mm-hmm. uh, to, you know, build these new habits. That's the next step. And then we have to, you know, habits. It's like, um, it takes energy at first. It takes a lot of energy at first. Mm-hmm. And that's what keeps the quote unquote average person from, being very successful or identifying as very successful in their life because um, they think, oh, like this is just going to be such a hardship to, you know, form such a such a different habit um, and get these different results in my life. Um, but really, it's just an initial stage, that stage where you feel like, oh, my God, this takes so much energy mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. say, get up an hour earlier mm-hmm. or you know, start going to the gym 
uh, for the first time ever. And then Mm -hmm. like a car that starts sitting still and then takes all this energy to get going before it it knows that it's coasting and not using any energy at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. That's like us as well. So we have to recognize that, that yes, this feels really challenging right now to cultivate this new habit, Mm -hmm. which is really Mm -hmm. why we can only do two or three at one time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I will get to the point where I'm coasting and I no longer think about it anymore. Like going to the bathroom. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, like walking. Mm-hmm. I don't think about it. I just get up and I do it uh, type of thing. Yeah. And this is where it comes back to with psychedelics when you have, you know, oftentimes your, your paradigms are revealed, you know, your ways of thinking that are unhelpful. I've, I've had so many times that myself or people I'm working with come out of this experience and like, holy shit, the way I've been looking at this thing is all wrong. And that's where it takes real accountability and real support mm-hmm. and helping to rechange. Cause just cause a psychedelic wakes you up to the way that, I mean, there were so many times that mushrooms were like, dude, you got to quit smoking weed, man. You've got to hold chill out on the weed. And I would like not do the work. You know, I would, I would quote integrate. I would think about the experience and I would go over the experience, but to actually, hold myself accountable and to really redirect the behavior, Mm -hmm. it it, it didn't happen. Uh, So that's why, you know, integration is important, but you know, is it, is it really enough that we just kind of talk about our experiences? We really need more than integration to help us enact the changes that we really want to make right now. This conversation, it's, it, it's already helped me. Like my goal, when I think about this person that I was feeling ill about or feeling mm-hmm. frustration or whatever towards, now I want that person to make $250,000 a year. Like really, I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. Like, yeah, that would be great. Because I'm seeing my goal that I think that I want. Like, why wouldn't I want that for everybody? Yeah. So I don't know. It's just, it's interesting Ooh, stuff. It's so yeah. interesting. Those of you who are listening, don't just listen. <laughs> Try this out for yourself, for real. Yeah. I mean, you... Just like me, just like Eric, just like the person that you love the most in your life, you should have the best. And that just, that just nourishes everyone else around you. And so step into that and say out loud to yourself, I am so happy and grateful now that I am living an awesome life that I love and I allow myself to to want things that are fulfilling Mm. and want my life to be fulfilling. And I do what it takes to have a fulfilling life. Yeah. Whatever the paradigm is. And you can start small. You can start like maybe you're, I don't know, drinking too much soda, you know? Yeah. There's so many, like there's so many people I talked to a friend the other day. Sometimes Diet Coke he drank. He's like, ah, this is just what I do. And I'm like, ah, it's what you tell yourself you do. You know, mm-hmm. you can tell yourself that you do something else. Yep. So anyway, uh, yep. this has been and very helpful big, for me. Big. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. It may seem small, but that's, that has Dr- huge water, drinking more water. implications in like, your life. This is something that I yeah. recently have, you know, I am someone who drinks four liters of water a day. Yeah. That's and, me. That's the kind of person I am. And dude, and I'm I feel hydrated. so much better <laughs> now that I'm a hydrated person. Yeah. I used to like, I used to think. You know, like songs like like these female hip hop artists and rappers that are like, 
Like I'm healthy. I'm wealthy. I'm rich. I'm awesome. Like I used to think. You should definitely be a rapper. <laughs> Why? Thank you. I was thinking of going into that career, but then you know, coaching came along. <laughs> I used to be like, oh my god, like that's so. Yeah. God, they're so conceited, yeah. and now I'm like, hell yeah. That's why they're fucking that's, doing. That's it. what that is. Mm, that yeah. is that that yeah. state of mind brings about that that richness. Wow. Just, attitude. Gosh, this this permeates every aspect of who we are as individuals and cultures. You know, we we tell ourselves this is who we are. It's really like right now we're like yes, we've been experiencing a very long time the insane injustices and violences against people of color. Uh but it's very interesting that right now when we're telling ourselves this the most, we're telling ourselves that America is racist, America is violent, and, like, that's more of what we're seeing, you know? Yeah. Like, America is actually a place of amazing diversity where people help each other out, where people support each other and encourage each other, where ideas that haven't happened anywhere else in the world come to fruition. Yeah. So maybe, like... Even on a cultural level, maybe you can help to change the direction of things by telling a different story. Yep. Yep. And, you know, and that doesn't mean like turning a blind eye to no. what's going on, but like seeing like we aren't this anymore. Yeah. This is in the past. Like we, this is a new world we're creating for yeah. our people are people and you know we are the type of people that take care of each other and see each other as one that that kind of dialogue accepting what i see happening is not a reflection of who we are at source yeah and yeah creating creating a new a new world yeah and how that even like immediately my perspective on society change i i used to be the person that was like uh the world's going to hell in a handbasket and thank goodness plant medicines have helped me see differently and i know that sometimes i still fall back into that kind of mentality but when i redirect and i'd say no 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 this the part we are moving towards perfection it's like there's a layer that's just lifted off of everything and i see it completely differently yep so it's just very empowering better all the time we, so. we can feel disempowered by paradigms but actually the awareness of paradigms and how to work with them is one of the most empowering aspects of our consciousness that we have so you out there think about those negative paradigms what are you doing what are you thinking what do you want to change and you can yeah, turn them into positive ones. So the next episode, we're talking about responsibility. It is your responsibility to take responsibility for your paradigm. <laughs> yeah, it feels really good to take responsibility. Yeah. I assure you. So until then, take care of yourself and see you next time. Bye.